Hi everyone, it's Carl here. Now listen, before we get started with this week's amazing episode, I have got a special announcement and something secret that I want to tell you about. On Tuesday, November 28th at 8pm UK time, I will be hosting a very special live webinar and I want you to be part of it. I'm going to be sharing with you some of the biggest secrets and things that I learned as part of my own weight loss journey and also some of the amazing insights that have been shared with me during the podcast by our weight loss warriors. If you are getting towards the end of the year and haven't lost all the weight that you had hoped you would have, if you're not yet at your target, if your weight has spiraled out of control and you're feeling a bit lost, you definitely, definitely need to be on this webinar. Now, this is definitely going to be the biggest announcement that I've made and certainly the thing I'm probably most proud of since starting the podcast over a year ago. I would absolutely love as many listeners of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast to be on this live webinar and hear what I have to say. My hope is that you're a little bit curious by now and want to know exactly what I'm talking about. And if that's the case, you need to sign up and book your seat for the live webinar. It's completely free, but what you need to do right now is click the link in the show notes or visit weightlosswarriorpodcast.com slash the click and you can book your free seat. As I mentioned, this will be completely live and will start bang on 8pm UK time on Tuesday the 28th of November. So get yourself signed up and I will see you there and tell you exactly what I'm talking about. But believe me, you don't want to miss it. Now on to the show. Losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real life success stories from normal everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hi everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. My name's Carl, your host as always, and today I'm very happy to be welcoming Martin to the show. Now Martin is someone who was recommended to me actually and introduced to me by Emma, a previous Weight Loss Warrior. She basically said, Martin, I've met this guy and you have to have him on the podcast because he's got a great story, he's done something amazing and you need to share his story. So Martin, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm very good, Carl. Thanks for inviting me on. Ah, you're welcome. And I can't wait to hear more about your story, if I'm honest with you. Martin, tell tell me a bit about yourself, please. Okay, so um, I'm 52 years old. I'm currently living in Swanley, Kent. Um, I'm originally from Essex. Yeah, I'm I'm an ex-lorry driver, um, which sort of ties into my story. It caused me some medical problems over the years. I'm married. I'm a a stepdad to three children, and I've got seven step grandchildren as well so um yeah and I'm, i've basically um turned my life around in the last sort of 20 months after having a bariatric sleeve surgery wow so i can imagine with with uh, stepchildren grandchildren that keeps you busy enough as it is um without everything else but something interesting you just mentioned there martin and i, I remember i'll never forget someone who i met once he was lodging in a friend's house and he was a lorry driver i just remember how much first of all he's quite overweight but i just remember he, he'd smoked a lot he ate bad food and he just said that lorry driving is a very very difficult career to have and be healthy tell me a bit more if you could because like i said we've gone into today's show and i didn't want to go into it too much because 
the way Emma told me about, you know, she'd met you and heard your story, she she led on that it was it was an emotional journey that you've been on. And I honestly didn't want to find out. I wanted to hear it more on the podcast, you know, firsthand. So tell me a bit more about your struggles with your weight, if you could first, before we talk about how you actually solved it and turned your life around. No problem. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I always grew up, um, I was always sort of the larger... I don't I don't like to use the word fat, but um I was I was the big lad in, in the group growing up. I I had problems through school and that, because um, I was the bigger boy and stuff. Um yeah, and I I I was I suppose a yo yo dieter. I went on different diets growing up. Um, you know, you lose a bit of weight and then you gain a bit of weight, you lose a bit, you gain a bit, it just bounces backwards and forwards. Um yeah, I struggled with it. Um, all my life really I did have other medical issues that, that sort of um, that I grew up with as well um, yeah and it, it was difficult I won't say it was easy it, it, it was difficult you, you learn to sort of shield yourself from it and you, you sort of become a bit of the joker in the pack and um, it's a bit of a sort of defence mechanism and stuff like that to sort of steer away from the fact that you're you're the bigger one in the group or I think a lot of people will relate to that who have been the bigger people. They they end up sort of being the life and soul of the groups and and stuff like that. Use it as a distraction tactic. Um, so yeah, I mean, I did struggle with it um, on and off all my life. Um, I mean, I was lucky enough. I, I met an amazing amazing woman, and I ended up getting married and that. And I was never judged by her on my size. Um, and then I think after I got married, I just became very comfortable, um, very lazy. Um, you know, I, I'm always an open book. I'm very honest about everything. Um, and yeah, and, and, and I spiralled up up to sort of two years ago to my heaviest weight. So it was it was a. I mean, I had a very good upbringing. Um, I was never I never had any problems at home and stuff like that. It was always a good home life. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up with. I always had it on my mind and, and it was always there for me to see that I was, you know, I won't say different to the, to the, to the people I grew up with, but I was the, always the largest person in any, any group of friends that I ever had over the years. I was always the largest person sort of within that, that group of friends that I was with. Understood. And you've touched on some important points there and points, you know, I've discussed before on the podcast with other people that being that, life and soul of a party of you've described that defense mechanism that you create to kind of shield yourself from having to face the truth of reality is for me it's, it's always quite interesting when you think about it how on the inside you probably out of that group of people are potentially you know, the one feeling the worst for one with the least amount of self-esteem the least amount of self-confidence yet you're able to create this persona of someone who's confident and someone who's happy and someone who, you know, they don't care, you know, I'm, I'm a bit bigger, but it doesn't matter, you know, because look, here's me being funny and happy. And then so many people who don't struggle with their weight struggle to be in public with people. You know, it's, it's the irony there. Yeah, 100%. I, I think it's a very double-sided coin in that in that sense. Um, yeah, and I, as I say, that, that, that always conscious of how you, you, I was different to other people, and and uh, I did stand out more in the group, and, and always very conscious of you know people looking at you, and and, and you know strangers, not so much your friend group and that, because your friends accept you for, for for being their friend, um, 
but yeah, strangers and that. Um, I've had different instances over the years, incidents and things with people where you know that they're they're talking about you and um, you know, and people are looking and things like that. And even up to the point where it just got so bad that I, I lost complete self. Even though I was bubbly and chirpy, as you say, um, inside it was just tearing me apart. Um, and and I, I got to the point where I, I literally became a recluse. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to socialise. Um, even if my wife asked me to take me shopping, I, I wouldn't. Didn't want to walk around the shops. I didn't want to see reflections of myself in shop windows and um, the fact that I knew people were looking and things like that. So yeah, it was very, very, very tough. And was this something in terms of the the way you felt and, and slowly becoming more recluse and avoiding public situations and social events and things like that was that something martin that that happened gradually and increased over time or did something in particular happen that made you think no i don't don't want to face it anymore um yeah i mean I, i was always when i was younger i never minded going out even though i knew i was bigger um but yeah over time as i got older i got more aware of people being judgmental you know i i I think it's just human nature that people are. I don't think people necessarily have got any malice in it or anything like that. I think it just comes with it just comes with society and things like that. And and, and the way that society has changed over the last probably ten, fifteen years, maybe a little bit longer. I don't know. I've seen so many changes in the way the world's become. So yeah, it it did creep up over time, but um as I got bigger and bigger, it just become more and more of an issue for me. I mean, it wasn't just that I didn't want to go out because of that. There, there was health issues, as I say, that have occurred over from... I've, I've had sort of got a lot of health issues for about the last sort of eight years that have, that have really flowed as well. So, And not only that, I guess, and I don't know, you, you said that, you know, up to 20 months ago when you had the surgery, you, you were up to your your highest weight so for you was it were you consistently gaining weight over the years or had you attempted with diets or anything to try and lose weight yeah it was it, it was i knew it was happening i knew what i was doing to myself but it, it's very very hard to explain to people who have never sort of been on the bigger side that food can be as much of an addiction as say gambling or drugs or alcohol um comfort eating is is a, is a very very real thing um I've learned, as I say, over the last 20 months, I've learned so much more about foods and health and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was in denial. My, all my family could see it, my friends could see it. But I think it's difficult for people to approach you with it sometimes and say, like, listen, what, you know, do you know what you're actually doing to yourself and things like that? It, it, they sort of don't want to work your feelings or, but I mean, looking back now, I could see that it was tearing my family apart. It was, it was putting my marriage under such strain, worrying my mum. Was I selfish? Probably. I was in denial, yes, 100%. But I did have I did have problems. I, I, I did have problems, as I say, as much as an addiction with food. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling down, depressed with other health issues and stuff like that. Um, that just caused it to just, yeah, it just got worse and worse until that time as it was addressed. Being able to look back and see those things, I think hindsight, obviously, they always say is a wonderful thing. But in that moment, when you are experiencing that, and and let's not mix our words, food addiction is as strong as any other kind of addiction that you could probably face. And the fact that you can't just go cold turkey, the fact that you can't 
just completely stop eating adds that element of of difficulty to it but not only that you, you mentioned the word selfish and i'd have to to challenge that and say that i don't think anybody who's struggling be it from food addiction gambling depression mental any kind of mental illness i don't think that person is selfish i think they're a victim in some senses that they probably want nothing more than to to get out of that and to change things especially when you're you're aware of what it's doing to those around you people you love the guilt and the shame that is attached to that is horrible and it's it's heavy in itself so that feeling that you know you're creating this you're causing this and not knowing how to solve it is an impossible situation and one that you know I wouldn't wish upon anybody but having done the podcast having spoken to people knowing myself it's hard to lose weight is one that I just think so many people suffer from and don't know what to do but in your case Martin you you did do something about it and not just that but you know you, you've gone on to completely transform your life so what was it in your case mate what, what, what did what what sparked it for you what happened to you 20 months ago where you decided right that's it I'm going to make a change Okay, so um, I, I'd already had underlying health issues. I'd had respiratory failure, I had COPD, I was diagnosed with blood clots in my lungs and my legs and things like that. That, that, that came from the lorry driving, sitting in that phone position that I was in with your legs in a truck all day. Um, yeah, so I, I'd already had some health issues sort of seven years ago. Um, I had obstructive sleep apnea and stuff like that. But a lot of this is all, also caused by the weight how the weight was ramping on. Um, so I was referred over four years ago by my GP on the National Health um, for bariatric surgery. Um, I was actually due to have my surgery in March of, I believe it was 2020. It was that, I think that was the year when COVID struck us. That was just as COVID started, yeah. That's when lockdown happened. Due, I was actually due to have my surgery in the March of that year. Then, of course, COVID struck, so literally hospitals were shut down. Um, so I was cancelled. Then it was put back until the November of that year when they started to ease the restrictions slightly. And I was actually five days into, people don't know about these bariatric surgery, you have to do what they call a liver reduction diet. You do it sometimes for a week, two weeks. I know people who have done it for nearly up to six weeks where you have to either restrict yourself on your calorie intake for less than a thousand calories a day and no more than about 150 carbs, or you do a milk and yogurt diet. It's all aimed to drink your liver so that when they do your bariatric surgery, they can do it without your liver being in the way. So the in the November, I was actually given another date and I was five days into my liver reduction diet doing just milk and yogurt, that, living on milk and yogurt up to two weeks. And on day they rang me and said, sorry, but we've got cancer in your game. As disappointing as it was, because I'd really built myself up to it, I was actually sort of already into the process. I stayed focused, I stayed positive, which is what I always say on my, my videos that I create. And I, and I didn't lose sight of what I wanted to achieve and hopefully what it would help me with. And then I waited until February last year, 2022, until I actually had my surgery. So... Yeah, almost all 20 months ago, nearly 20 months ago. It literally comes so fast. They rang me, they said, right, we've got a date for you. They rang me on the 1st of February. We've got a date for you for the 15th of February. We need you to come in for your pre-assessment again. 
um, within a couple of days, I think, up in King's College Hospital in central London. And yeah, and I went up there and they said, right, that's it. You start your liver reduction diet two weeks before your surgery. So it all happened literally within the space of 15 days, um, 16 days, something like that. And yeah, and I had my surgery on the 15th of February 2022, where my starting weight was 32 stone four pounds. Wow. And Martin, with that, it sounds as though you, you went through the motions in it in terms of being able to prepare yourself mentally for going in for it. Because it must, you must have mixed feelings about going in for surgery like this. First of all, because it's a surgery. Second of all, because it's addressing something, so, you know, that must be on your mind so much. And having mixed feelings, was it something you were, were you excited to have it initially? Tell me how you actually felt about being referred to get the surgery. Yeah, um, so I, I speak to a lot of people myself about it um, through the community and that, and I think a lot of people have the same feeling about it, um, the excitement of maybe, um, you know, knowing that you... you, you well, for me, it was a second chance, really, because without it, I probably wouldn't be here today. I was that poorly and that, that bad. So, yeah, excitement. Um, uh, anxiety about it because I mean I suffered with social anxiety so I mean the anxiety was there with it anyway as with any surgery really because you never know you know you've got to sign your consent form so you, you don't know and the way, the way my body was I was very high risk anyway with a BMI of around nearly 70 something like that yeah there was there was the excitement of it there was anxiety of it there was fear of it there was yeah I mean it was just it was such a mixed bag of emotions but I, I tried I'd, I'd literally tried everything through all my life growing up into through my childhood from my teens through my young adult life through my midlife you know up, up to being the age I'm at now I've literally tried all sorts of dieting and for me it was like you know this this is this this can help me um obviously People who have had bariatric surgery will tell you it's not a cure for your weight. It is only a tool to help you. You still have to put in a, a lot of hard work to to make it work. Uh, I know people that have had it that have really failed on it as well. So it's not a cure. I always get that. Try and get that point across to people. It is only a tool to help you in your in your progress. Um, but yeah. The, 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 it was just a totally mixed bag of emotions, mate. It, 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 it was up and down, up and down. One minute you're feeling excited about it, the next you're like, am I doing the right thing? My, my family, especially my mum, she was very, very unsure about it all when I sort of went through to what the procedure was. and um, Yeah, she. I mean, she was worried. She, I mean, she was worried about me anyway. So, you know, Going, going on the block, if you like, to, to have surgery was even more worrying for her. No, I get it. And the reason I asked was just because when you're building up to it and you've got time to think about it and start the process and then it gets stopped, it's almost as if, you know, you've been psyching yourself up for that moment. But then all of a sudden to get a call out of nowhere and be like, right, that's it. It's showtime. It yeah. must have created a completely different way of thinking about it and, and not give you that time to, to really prepare mentally. Yeah, I mean, I mean, doing it the doing it when I, as I say, when they cancelled me, when I was already started the process with the liver reduction diet, um, that was a real, that was a kick in the teeth. That that was a real 
that was a real sort of like, oh, what what's happened here sort of thing and is this ever going to happen is it, you know it, um but yeah you you're absolutely right my wife said it as well the second time it, when it when it did come round to that literally bang 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 it's happening within that short space of time 100% happening didn't really have that much time to think about it it was just a case of getting on with it and right it's, it's here let's do this let's and nail it let's get it done um so yeah i, I think as again hindsight it's a wonderful thing i think looking back at it now that really did it i think it probably did me a massive favor in in, in just it just come about it was like right you're in and you're gonna get it done and i was literally in hospital two days when i was home and it was done you had less time to be in your own head i, I would imagine 100 yeah. percent. And and then so then last February you had the surgery and I've only had a small number of people who have had bariatric surgery on the podcast and it's it's not done for any purpose because having spoken to Emma on the show having spoke to um, another lady who'd been on the show and had it and just people that I've been lucky to meet in this community since starting the podcast I've come to realize myself that there's a lot of people who see it as the easy answer to losing weight but quite honestly, having spoken to people, seeing the recovery, seeing how, unless you, like you said, it's a tool because unless you fix the emotional side and everything else that really created that reason why you're, why you were overweight in the first place, you will look for other ways to cope where food had been your answer before, or even still use food, but to detrimental effects to make yourself sick. And it can be quite a dangerous situation. So, Tell me if you before we move on to the actual success side of it, Martin, which I'm really excited to hear about. How did you kind of adjust to that, knowing that food was no longer going to be a coping mechanism for you? Yeah, that that is um, that's a great question actually, um, because you 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 build a relationship with food. Um, well, I had, and I think most people do anyway. Coming to the realization that a lot of the foods that I that I loved and that I literally were my go-to um, when it was uh, just eating my dinner or, or, or a comfort thing. If I was feeling low, you you would go to... I mean, my go-to thing was like savoury stuff and stuff like that. That was my, my, my real downfall. And bread, um, which is just evil to me. Um, yeah, so dealing with it um, and, and and that saying of people you, you you hear that a lot people thinking it's an easy way out it, and what what is the difficult thing that you have to really get your head around is the fact that it's not a diet you're you're not going you're, you're not having this surgery and then being on a diet it is a lifestyle change you, you have to change your whole lifestyle um, your your way of eating your way of thinking about food um, which, if you think about it, I mean, I, I didn't have my surgery until I was like 50 years old. So I've had 50 years of living the way I've lived um, and eating the way I've ate um, and then to have to change my whole mindset and the way I look about uh, foods and think about foods absolutely, totally change it. It's a challenge. It is a real, real challenge. But I realised from very early on that I'd say 80% of it is, is, is in your head and you really need to get you in a good headspace and you 
you need to be very determined about what you're going to do. I suppose it's like making a career change at work or something like that. You've got to be driven. And, and, and I'd reached that point in my life where I knew it was going to be difficult and I'm still finding it difficult. It's not easy. I won't. And anyone who ever sees me taking the easy way out, it make, does make me angry because, there, believe me, there is nothing easy about having bariatric surgery. Um, I was very lucky with the actual process of the operation itself. I recovered so well. I didn't have any complications at all. Um, but mentally, it is a real, real challenge. And it's a challenge that I do believe that I will live with every day now for the rest of my life. It, it's never something that can just fall into place. It, it, you're always having to work at it and, and learn and understand. And um, Yeah, it is, it's a challenge, Carl. It's a real, real, a real challenge, real, real challenge. And, and I can get it because for me, there's such a separation between the physical appearance and aspect of weight loss and why people think losing weight will make them happy and then the mindset and mental side of it, which is why I've chosen to focus so much on mindset and why I'm now pursuing coaching, focusing on mindset, because I think that the weight loss itself is really a byproduct of the way someone's thinking. And it's the same with anything. Like if you've, if you've got your head in the right space, you can, I truly believe, achieve anything that you put your mind to. And unless if you try and do it around the other way it can't be permanent which is why it's almost like bariatric surgery rather than being an easy way out, it kind of forces your hand in terms of you don't have a choice anymore like i said unless it's going to make you very sick and you kind of you've taken that coping mechanism away which i don't think there's anything easy about at all but keeping in mind you did do it you were brave you went for it you saw that you had an opportunity to to live a better life and you went in and I think you said you were 32 stone, which is, you know, over 200 kilos last February had the operation. And I mean, looking at you now, Mike, I can see you're certainly not 32 stone anymore. Um, so tell me about how your life has changed, the weight that you've lost and, and everything that's happened since February. Well, I mean, one of the main things is my, 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 my grandchildren, they just wanted to do things with me when I was at my biggest, and I, I literally couldn't do nothing with them. It, it was tearing me apart. As I say, it, it brought my marriage under a lot of strain. Just everything, and obviously the health was, was just deteriorating so fast. So, um, yeah, I had the surgery. Got on board with all the programme that I was given. Um, the weight was just falling off incredibly fast. Um, I think over the first year, I was probably, I was losing about four pounds a week. I suffered with what they call body dysmorphia for, for a very long time where everyone said to me, wow, wow, look at you, look at you, look at you. But you can't see it yourself. I knew the weight was coming off by what the girls were telling me. I knew the weight was coming off by what my clothes were telling me. And as I say, the health was just improving. The breathing was improving. I was having regular blood checks and all my bloods were starting to come back good. Everything, all my functions were getting better. Um, my um, BiPAP machine for my sleep obstructive sleep apnea was getting more difficult to use. Uh, that keep lowering the pressures on it and things like that to the point where I, I don't need that machine anymore. I've been signed off of that. It just, it just all happened so fast. I mean, I can't believe that in the time frame that 
I've gone from since February last year that I've achieved so much weight loss. My dietitians have said to me that like, they're they're absolutely astounded by how well I've done. So yeah, I mean it's just it's just been amazing, difficult but amazing. Um, and as I say, and I'm still learning about it constantly, and I think I always will be. You know, and I always encourage people to just you know, follow their own path and find what works for you. What works for one might not work for someone else. And I had people that I followed early, early, early doors um, who've done amazing and stuff like that. And I'm actually good friends with a lot of them now. Um, and yeah, and I mean, as I say, I, I do know people that have had not just so much success with it. Um, but in the bulk of the people I know, everyone's done really well on it. But um, yeah, I, 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 you know, not sort of to blow your, my own trumpet or everything, but I have been a, a real, real success with, 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 with what I had done. But I was very, very focused. I was very, very driven. You hear people who are having surgery and they're like, how long, how long do you think it will be before I can have a burger again? And how long do you think it will be before I can have so-and-so again? And, that? And, and, I, and I think like I had none of that mindset. For me, my relationship with bad foods and things like that that got me in the position that I've got in, I didn't want it in my life anymore. I, 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 that relationship for me was over. No one should compare themselves to each other, but how how much weight have you lost, if you don't mind me asking? My thing that I always said when I very first had my surgeries, I'd love to say to people I'm half the man that I was. So to lose 16 stone, two pounds was my initial target. And people were like, wow, that's a big target to set yourself. But I have actually, I, I have halved myself. I have reached 16 stone, two pounds, which I am what I was two weeks ago. I would love to just get to 14 stone. Um, but do you know what? If I don't, I am so happy. I'm, I'm so grateful for the help that I was given. I had to make the decisions in that as well. So it was a sort of a joint thing. I, I, I'm still in contact with my surgeon. She, she's amazing for what she did for me. But yeah, I, I, I've managed to lose over 200 pounds, I think. It's incredible. It really is. And what I love as well, Martin, just, just there you said it, but you were helped. But you deserve to take credit for that because ultimately it's you who is willing to do that, you who decided not to give up on yourself, ultimately. I, and and that's incredible. And to, People that start struggling with it and then they, you, you, you can tell that just by the way they're talking and on that, that they're, they're sort of losing hope in it and stuff like that. And I, and I always try to encourage people to, to believe in the process and it, it does work. might be slower for you than it has been for other people. But if you're, if you're true to yourself and you, you, you know, you, you stay focused and you stay positive, as difficult as it is sometimes, you, you, you as you said, you, you set your mind to things and you can achieve. You, Things are achievable. I, I, I did find it difficult to, to, to say to myself that I've done well and I've always found it difficult to praise myself because I grew up the way I did. I, I grew up being quite upfront but very, you know, inside, feeling not that person I was really, that I was showing people. So to admit to myself that I've done well was, was, was always a challenge for me. But I can now put my hands up and, and be proud of myself for what I've what I've achieved and what I'm still achieving and 
hopefully what I'm giving back to a lot of people as well. That's what I wanted to get onto actually. Tell me a bit more because, and, and that's how, when, when Emma sent me a message and I reached out and, and there's a lot of similarities between what you've explained, Martin, and what Emma had explained, especially with the fact that when she, if I remember correctly, when she said she woke up after the surgery, she, she almost felt like there was this aspect. And I don't know if we recorded this, but like almost like being reborn, almost like, okay, something's changed. Now it's my chance. And I, yes. I just think it's, it's amazing the way you described it, but what, what I would love to hear more about is as I went and had a look at your profile and saw you doing lives on Instagram, it's almost as if there's a bariatric community that has kind of evolved around you. You're doing a lot for the community and creating that platform for people to speak and to share yeah. their experience. Tell me about that, please. So it was my friend who I started following to start with who, um, encouraged me i mean i had an instagram account i think i had one picture of it on it on it of me and my wife i'd set it up years ago and i've never used it um and he said to me have you been recording why don't you record your your your, your progress and that so i i originally set out to record it from for myself so i could revert back to it further down the line and, and watch my progress he encouraged me to start posting it so I started posting it, and then you, you know you, you pick up a few followers and that you, you get a few nice messages off people. Oh, you're doing really well, and and then it just it just it just accelerated at such a pace. Um, I make sure I, I do my weekly vlogs to let everyone know how far I'm out. I do my fortnightly way videos. Then it spiraled into me doing daily stories and things, and then I thought, right, I'll start doing some live streams. You know, every sort of few Sundays and stuff like that. Quite weird. I've been to like bariatric events and things like that and I sort of walk in and again, not, you know, sort of blowing my own trumpet or anything, but I sort of walk into these places and it's almost like I'm a like a sort of a celebrity walking in there and But but do you know what doesn't surprise me? If if you were to- told me to to draw a description of the typical person who would have bariatric surgery and you'd find in a community on, on Instagram or on social media and this is probably my own misjudgment of it, but it wouldn't be a man, a, a lorry driver in his 50s who's yeah. leading this community of bariatric warriors, people who have had bariatric surgery, because what I see is very much a, a female-dominated area oh, yeah. of, of ladies. So for the fact that you know, you're know you leading this and doing it so bravely, if I'm honest with you, because I, I think there's a lot of stigma, first of all, for a bloke to talk about mental health, Second of all, to talk about weight loss, but to do it in a way that's so selfless to help others. I'm not surprised that people view you as a celebrity to give you the recognition you deserve, Martin. So what is it like when you go into one of these events and, and people know who you are? Yeah, it's quite surreal sometimes. It, 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 I mean, listen, it, I find it so difficult to take compliments because I've never had compliments in my life from people. Um, I was always the one sort of in the background and um, you know, oh, Martin's funny, he's a funny guy, and but never sort of, um, you know, the, the way people sort of talk about me now and, and stuff like that. It's very, very surreal, but it's nice. It, it, it is nice. It, it gives you a sense of that you're, um, that people are listening to you, that people do sort of respect what you're saying and, and things like that. Um, it's all very new as well, yeah. So new, and and I talk to people who I mean I know I know I mean I call them veterans of bariatric surgery. I know people who are ten years post op, um, and they said that when they had their surgery, there was nothing. There was no, I mean, social media then was like there, there was nothing. Like they had 
unless they knew somebody who they may have met in the hospital when they had theirs, that was the only connection they had with someone else that had had bariatric surgery. But I always said, if I could help one person, I would be so satisfied that I could help one person. And now I'm helping. I've got people from Australia. I've got people from America. It's it's incredible. I, I, I'll I'll get inundated with messages. I always say to people, if you've got any questions, obviously I'll, I'll try and answer them the best I can. But I always stipulate to people that remember what I'm telling you is from my experiences. Um, as I say, I'm not a, I'm not a specialist in it or anything. It's only what I've I've been through. But um, yeah, I mean it 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 is rewarding. It, it, it's lovely that people sort of feel about you that way. I mean, I get caught. I get called the governor, I get called the guru and, and all sorts of things. Of course, but I think their titles are, are well-deserved. And like you said, you've you've started doing your own events. I know you had one a couple of weeks ago for Halloween. Um, and you, you're already talking about organising the next one for next year. And Come along, mate. Come along. They're, they are a, a fantastic group of people. And the, 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 the maddest thing I've found about it all is that you can meet somebody for the first time because they're going through the same life-changing experiences that you are yourself, that you can... It's like you've been friends with them for 20 years. I've always been an open book with it. I, I, I like to be as transparent as I can and as open and honest as I can. If I'm having a bad day, I will tell people I'm having a bad day. But I don't... A lot of people will just post things about the good stuff, but... There is negativity as well. There, there is days where it's not as easy as other days. So, I, in my opinion, I believe that getting that across is, is just as important as all the good stuff. I think so, and it sounds what well, I can imagine. And if I'm wrong, tell me. But what I would imagine is if that is in a massive contrast to the first fifty years of your life, where you were probably to a, a big extent suffering in silence about how you really felt how you were dealing with it or not dealing with it, not being able to talk to people. Or, um, I, I don't know how open you were with your wife, but to be able to say, you know, I'm I'm depressed because I'm overweight. I, I feel horrible. I've got no confidence. I'm low. And now obviously you can look back with bravery and do it and probably speak to other people easily because you know they feel they can relate to that feeling as well. 100%. I mean, I've always said that friends and family can be a super supportive they can they can really get on board with you and help you but unless they've actually experienced it and they're actually going through it um they can never fully comprehend mm -hmm. that that you know the, the the complexity of it so to yeah to connect with other people and, and for me now the, the biggest buzz i'm getting out of the whole thing is bringing people together and if people want to find you whether or not they're from bariatric community themselves Perhaps there's somebody who has had bariatric surgery, is considering it, is lost in their weight loss journey, or just wants to be part of that bigger community of weight loss and, and a healthier way of living. Where can people come to find you, Martin? So um, I'm on Instagram. I am the Bariatric Cockney on Instagram. And I've also got a YouTube channel. And, and, I, and I'm here for everyone. Yeah. And, and I can tell it gives you that sense of purpose and you're really making a difference, which I just think is amazing. So, Mike, we've run out of time, unfortunately. I just want to finish by asking, do you have any advice that you, you've given a shed load of it, to be honest with you, but is there anything you want to finish with saying or, or anything you'd like to, 
to say either to the bariatric community or, or to anyone who's struggling with their weight at all? Well, I mean, I will. I always say on my videos, stay focused, stay positive, stay on track. If you're considering bariatric surgery, um, research is key and getting your head in the right, getting in the right headspace because it's not just a physical thing. The mental side of it is very real. Good luck to anyone who, who, who is going to have it. Um, and, you know, big love to everyone who has had it. And, and, I, and I know that I speak for pretty much the whole community when I say that, like, it, it, I, I don't look at it so much as a community. I look at it more as a sort of an extended family. Martin, thank you so much for, for sharing your story today. And congratulations, mate, on everything you've done and you continue to do helping the, the bariatric community, mate. That's fantastic. Thanks, Carl, for your time and thanks for reaching out to me. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully I'll meet up with you. Absolutely superb. I look forward to that. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.